Hey y'all, welcome back to New Slang. I'm music journalist Thomas Mooney. This is episode 171 with singer-songwriter Rob Linus. So yeah, it's been a minute, been a little bit busy, also just needed a little bit of a break, which I'm sure none of y'all really want to hear me rambling on about that. All you really need to know is that we're back to our regularly scheduled programming here at New Slang with a couple of episodes coming your way each week. The past couple of weeks, I've been able to do a little bit of the catch up on the whole New Slang interview thing. So there's a few that are already in the can. And as you'd expect, there's some great ones in the work as well. I'm super excited about them all. So Rob Linus was one of these folks who I spoke with the other day. His new album, Blood, Sweat and Beers, came out back in mid-March. At its core, it's really a rock and roll record. We're going to call it Americana and country and Southern rock and all this other stuff. But at its core, it's a meat and potatoes rock and roll record. You can kind of say that it's informed by some of those great classic 70s and 80s bands from the Swampy South and the West Coast, that blue collar holler and the Southern swagger. This record, it just feels really comfortable with itself. Rob captures a sense of down-home folks who are working those nine-to-five jobs and are just looking to take the edge off on the weekend and on the evenings. It's something that we talk about during the conversation as well, but I'll make a point of it here again. In reality, 99% of the time, being a musician is a blue-collar job. It's long-haul trucking and loading in and out, truck stops, fast food, convenience stores, motel rooms... It's sleeping on floors and working with your hands. And at the end of the day, it's like just straight up hustling. We may glamorize it a little bit more than the auto mechanic or welding work. And I'm sure it's easier and a lot more fun than roofing in the summertime or digging ditches or anything like that. But still, at the end of the day, it's a blue collar job. And that's something that Rob threads together on this record without just like blatantly saying it. You really get that sense of how these two worlds, being a musician, being a blue collar worker, being a welder, anything like that, they're all one in the same. Today's presenting partner is our pals over at Desert Door Texas Soto. If you're asking yourself what exactly Desert Door or a Soto is, well, it's a premium high quality spirit that is similar to a tequila or a mezcal, but in my estimation, it's more refined, smooth, and fragrant. It has a distinct and intriguing palette that picks up on hints of vanilla and citrus while maintaining a healthy earthiness that is quite enjoyable. One of my favorite features about Desert Door is just how versatile it really is. If you want to feel fancy and a little highbrow, it's perfect for a variety of cocktails that call for lime wedges and coarse salt, chopped ginger, agave nectar, sprigs of thyme and sticks of cinnamon, if you're down to muddle some fresh fruit, all that kind of stuff, it's perfect. It's great for experimentation and fine-tuning all of your mixologist skills. And then also, if you're a little bit more down-home and casual, you got that denim jacket on. It's just perfect for those short and sweet, simple go-to favorites that hit the mark every time. I'm talking about Ranch Waters and Moscow Mules and Palomas and, and Mexican Coca-Cola with Desert Door. What I love so much about Desert Door is just how genuine and authentically West Texan they are as well. They go out and harvest soto plants out in the wild and are aware and knowledgeable conservationists at heart. So next time you're at your neighborhood liquor store, 
get yourself a bottle of Desert Door. I'll throw a link into the show notes for more information. We'll get to that here in like two seconds. But first, if this is your first time listening to New Slang, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you're on iTunes, leave that five-star review. Be sure to stop on over at the New Slang merch store as well. We got plenty of t-shirts, coffee mugs, shot glasses, stickers, koozies, magnets, and so much more. So yeah, go stop by. While you're at it, stop on over at the Patreon as well. It's a great way to support this podcast and journalism. Speaking of podcasts, if you're into 90s country music, be sure to check out my other podcast, The Neon Eon. I've had folks like Clay Walker, Pam Tillis, and Tracy Lawrence on. And the Neon Eon merch store is up and running as well with brand new shirts, koozies, all kinds of stuff over there as well. I gotta say, I think they look pretty dang sharp. So yeah, go check all those out. Just like new slang, the Neon Eon is available everywhere you listen to podcasts. And of course, all these links, they will be in the show notes for easy access. Speaking of which, let's get on into the interview. Here is Rob Linus. Yeah, anyways, though, like, let's, obviously, you got this new record that's been out for a minute, and, yeah. you know, um, you know, you, you've talked about how, obviously, you're, you're doing this night shift right now, Welder, uh, this record very much ties into a lot of those blue-collar themes, a lot of that hard-living aspects, um, what was yeah. it like, I guess, like, take me back to, to collecting these songs, as far as, like, how long of a, a period of time was it where did mm. these come like in a, you know, short rapid fire or, or has this been over a couple of years? No. Um, you know, so I released the first album in 2018. So, uh, none of these were written then, um, that I know of, if I can remember correctly, but uh, you know, some of them were kind of half written or just an idea, you know, mm-hmm. um, when I came out with the first album and then when blood, sweat and beers came about, it was, um, and we were luckily touring so much at that time. Uh, and you know, you'll, you'll get on the road and you'll come back or you'll, you'll get inspired by something or just something sparks, you know, sparks in your brain and you come back with a new song, you know? So 2019 we recorded, that that record um only kind of when we had time when we were back in la uh so it was cool it was weird to piece it together but every time i come back i'm like hey i got a new song and she'd be like all right let me hear it (laughs) (laughs) you know there's like always something i was like no no i'm gonna add this one you know so it was uh so some of them were kind of pre-written uh halfway you know just ideas and then um some of them were just spur of the moments like it just vomited you know it's weird how it all comes to you comes to you like that or it doesn't you know and i think i think with travels and travels and doing things and that's kind of why i signed up for this job again too obviously for the paycheck but um and to do something uh but to doing something you know is always inspiring that's just how i write stuff i can't sit in a room and sing about quarantine like get the fuck out of here you know right yeah <laughs> you know I, I need life experience and and, and and travel so yeah that's that's something that's been interesting talking with folks about has been the because so many people they need to see 
those characters in that bar, that honky tonk, or they need to see them at work. They need to see them in, you know, pumping gas, you know, whatever the case is and going like, well, what the hell's that guy's story? What's their story? Um, yeah, exactly. and, And there's just so much of that has been taken away this past year. So, I mean, it's, it's very much one of those things where, you know, uh, and probably in art in general is like the chicken or uh, the egg, which came first as far as like, did you go out on the road and write songs and get ideas or did you get the ideas from what, what, you know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, hell, it's just, you know, with this job too, you know, I've traveled all over the place. I mean, we've been in Brooklyn, Milwaukee and, you know, real, real COVID safe for sure. But they, you know, they, they run us all over the place, but man, I could tell you, I could write six albums about these motherfuckers that I meet out here. They are just <laughs> characters and it, it's hilarious, you know, cause everyone's from different parts of the country, sometimes world and they stick us in on a job, you know? So they, this, the third album, there's going to be some, some, uh, some more working man songs, but, um, more, uh, it's <laughs> just so many characters that you, it's, it would be, stupid to pass that that kind of material up (laughs) right well you you know you mentioned like you know you only have a couple hours to fit all this stuff in i take it you know like there's not a lot of time to be actually like you know writing the songs out right now well what are you doing as far as like you a good note taker you uh what do you do as far as like trying to ensure that you're able to capture some of those details those stories without necessarily having to write the song out then Right. Well, I'll listen to music, um, and even if it's just in the background, it'll and it's not necessarily at all, you know, copying or or doing my interpretation of someone's songs. I kind of use just the emotion of that. So I'll listen to music, and I'm not even really paying attention. It's just the way that makes me feel in that moment, and not even their melody or anything, but it inspires something with it in myself so i'll either write it down like on a notepad or i'll sing into it um on my voice recorder on the phone and that combination and then i'll lay usually sometimes lay a guitar part down and i'll play it over and over again on my phone just without vocals and that gives me a chance to kind of rhythmically place lyrics and stuff like that and that's all if i'm if i don't have a guitar you know or if i'm on the on doing something else or on the road um, not able to to jam with the band or or put my thoughts together that way, so I just kind of piece it together like that. Sometimes, yeah. Is that very much kind of the way it is on the road for you as well? Because like whenever you're on tour, specifically, right? Because like I know like so many people have such a hard time capturing that moment on the on the road. Just getting a a, a chance to slow down for two seconds to even do anything. Yeah, for sure. I mean, mostly it's um, like a couple of the songs I was figuring out, you know, we'd I would just do it. I'd show the band and sound check. Like, this is my idea. <laughs> you know, so that's kind of your, your time. And or I'd sing and think about it while I was driving. Um, but yeah, you're right. You don't really have much time sometimes. And then if you have a day off, you're like, the last fucking thing I want to do right now is uh, put everybody together and be like, all right, we're going to have a rehearsal for new music, you know. But 
it is what it is. Yeah, no, I mean, it's <laughs> no one likes to to practice on their day off. I mean, I always think about like sports, you know, as far as yeah. like, the NBA goes, you know, uh, it's kind of sure. the same kind of like, you know, schedule as far as being on the road or being at home. And then like, you know, the coach is like one 8 a.m. practices or something, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Probably not the exactly. most fun, but um, yeah, you know what I find really interesting too, connected to all this, is that you know a lot of your songs they they really much they reflect that blue collar aspect that we've been talking about, but you know in music, music is really like a blue collar job as well. We we kind yeah. of like always think of it as like being kind of more glamorous, but you know mm-hmm. it's it's very much a blue collar thing as well. Man, I was thinking that last night. That's so funny you brought that up. Because I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, this this, this shit's kind of dirty and it's hot and you're in you're in weird positions and it's loud. But you know, last night things were slowing down on the job, so I was just pretty much in the break trailer and I was trying to get all my music stuff done. I was like, man, this is so much. Uh, it takes up so much more of your damn time than. <laughs> I mean, and, and, you know, scatterbrain and you got to organize everything. And it's just, it's, I mean, it's just a different kind of work, but it's equally, if not more difficult to do this, you know, and to keep motivated sometimes, especially after last year. So, I mean, I totally agree with you. People don't realize how much work goes into it. I'm like, oh yeah, this is all just kind of like laid out for you. I'm like, no, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and especially doing this shit and on top of that, you know, it's like, it's it's a lot, and uh, it's not just not just uh, glamorous, like you said. So, yeah, there's this like disconnect where like a people think that musicians are. You know, they're, they're living in the Hollywood Hills, like all of them have number one hits no matter what. And there's like right. that thing that like maybe like, you know, oh, you guys are only working 90 minutes a night. And it's like, well, no, I mean, there's like. Uh, yeah, that's know. the that's the that's the fun part. That's the part that makes it all worth it. But if you knew the bullshit that was in between all of it, dealing with stuff and it's a lot. Yeah, but what's like the worst jo- uh, drive you've had to do, like out on tour? The worst what? I'm sorry. Drive. Drive. Um, probably the one I'm about to do. <laughs> no, I mean there. It it just is what it is, you know. Because um, you know we kind of we do everything ourselves still van tour, and I still manage everything, and and so. I I wear a lot of hats and that, that kind of can be exhausting. Um, but the longest drive, I mean, it's, it's all relative, you know, like we did, you know, some days on your day off, you might have a 12 hour drive or we'll split it up and see some friends somewhere. Um, you know, it, 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 I I don't, I don't really mind it, (laughs) I guess, to answer your question. <laughs> yeah, snowstorms are snowstorms are a bitch. Snowstorms are are you get caught in a snowstorm in the van, you know that long axle or long drive shaft and slipping and sliding. 
you can get hairy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I guess like you know, you're you're from the south like me, where not dealing with a whole lot of snow growing up. Yeah, so, yeah. Where are you? Where are you at? Where are you based out? Uh, I'm here in Texas. I'm oh, okay. In Texas, so yeah, way out west where there's really no snow, unless it's like April or some shit. Then for some reason they'll have like one bad snow day. Flurries or yeah, yeah okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen snow in Texas, but. Well, like this maybe, past year, maybe. We, had, we had that blizzard thing that like yeah, I did, I did, yeah, blizzard. yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like down uh, eastern Texas. Yeah, it was like the. <laughs> it's one of those things where they, they they talk about like oh you know it's like a once in a hundred year storm. Um, right. Like, exactly. why, why did this happen like two years in a row or something? You know, like that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, and after such a shit year yesterday, it's just kind of one more thing to lay on there. Yeah. Lay on the pile of shit. Where are you at right now? I'm actually in Chattanooga um, at a Hampton Inn in Hickson. If anyone wants to come visit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, I um, Go ahead. No, no, yeah. We're, I'm working. Um, well, I can't really. I don't know if I could say. But no, I'm, working say. At a, I'm working at a plant pretty close to here. Um, I actually lived here for six years, so it's of all like all the random shitholes in the world that I could be sent to. I got sent to my van was even here, so I get to get my guitar, one of my guitars, and pedal board. It actually worked out very, very convenient. It was very convenient. So. Yeah, the, the reason I ask is because like you, uh, you spoke with my buddies, hippies and cowboys, a little bit. Yeah, back, yeah. And you were down in Florida, so I didn't know if you were still. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're good dudes. We were gonna have a follow up just for fun, um, um, just have beers and, and talk shit. Yeah, but <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, they're bu- we're all busy. It's like to find time, and my schedule wasn't cohesive with anyone's lives, so <laughs> that's probably mostly my fault. No, I hear you. I mean, I've not I've known those guys for a minute, but we've we still haven't met up either. ever met yeah <laughs> i asked them i said did you have y'all even met before <laughs> and they're like yeah we met once in kentucky i was like oh, okay you know that's just hilarious that's kind of the world that we live in now you know it's like you got friends on you know instagram or something that, that you've never even met and it's kind of bizarre but you know like the, the weirdest thing um when you meet people like that in person really is like you ever been surprised by or caught off guard how tall they are or how like short they are right right, that's always the the thing and of course like musicians it feels like musicians are always like five seven or like six four (laughs) there's like no middle yeah yeah (laughs) yeah well i'm i'm the guy in the middle ground i'm like five eleven six foot with my boots on that's right Given that boost yeah (laughs) gave me that little that little boost but my legs are short i was I think my legs are short and stubby. I don't know what it is, but whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't, you know, I don't think about that shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I broke my pelvis two years ago, and I think that kind of fucked me up. Oh, man. Yeah. That seems like it would. Yeah. It kind of, like my right leg for sure. I went to the chiropractor. Like, yeah, your right leg's uh, at least a quarter inch shorter. 
I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I know that, like, of course, like, if you you bust your back or, like, your neck or something, of course, you can, like, lose an inch or two uh, easily. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, those uh, that whole thing, that thing called your spine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it postures everything, too, so they tell me. But I don't know. It's a... Uh... I don't even know how we got onto this, but uh, no, that's cool. Yeah. This episode of New Slang is brought to you by the Blue Light Live here in Lubbock, Texas. Blue Light has undoubtedly been my home away from home over the years and has played such a vital role, not only for my development as a journalist, but obviously it's been one of the foundational pieces for a lot of your favorite songwriters and bands who have made it out of the Lubbock area over the years. And of course, as a music venue, they've played such a pivotal role for a lot of your favorite bands just in general. One of my favorite parts about Blue Light is just how versatile the place can truly be. I've seen it crowded and rowdy on a Saturday night for a rock and roll band, and I've seen it dead still on a Wednesday when a legendary singer-songwriter rolls through town. What you should do is go over to bluelightlubbock.com and check out all the new merch they've added. Hats, t-shirts, both short and long sleeve. They also have hoodies and koozies and just added some sweatshirts that are very much an homage to the college sweatshirt that John Belushi wore in Animal House. And then of course, maybe the crown jewel of their new merch is the Varsity Club style jacket in blue satin. I got one the other day. And yeah, it's just one of my favorite things I own now. And yeah, I don't know. I just love it. Anyway, you can check out all of their new merch over at bluelightlubbock.com. As always, I'll throw a link into the show notes for easy access. Okay, let's get back to the show. The, the thing I want to go back to, though, was I have really enjoyed the, the music video aspect of, of this record. Um, where, where's been like, I guess, like the... Where where'd all those come from? As far as like, are you are you the the main person as far as coming up with the the ideas for these music videos and everything? Um, let's like, I think we did three, right? All mm-hmm. I need, um, rock and roll, honky tonk life, and a good time, I believe. And then we did we did the um, Q and A, the promo one. I don't know if you saw that one. That one was fun to make. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, living in LA, that, that is one of the pros, um, I don't, uh, is, is having people that are super talented, um, in, in film and become friends and just work together on stuff, you know? And, uh, so I actually came up with the idea for all I need. I was like, I'm thinking speed dating meets Napoleon dynamite and and nobody loves me and uh you know felipe my drummer he actually is the ladies man and he's the one in the suit you know and i'm just like all jealous of him oh i'm awake hold on um yeah that was so i kind of wrote that and then worked with um the guy Andrew uh, Andrew Marks that I work with often, film guy and um, videographer. He's actually a musician himself. And then uh, Samantha Miller, a gal I know, she kind of helped direct it. It's just a tight little crew, and we did it in a bar across the street from my apartment. And then Rock and Roll Honky Tonk Life. Andrew filmed that at a live show in the Blasco. Is actually a show with Whiskey Myers. So that was super fun. Um, and then 
good time. He also filmed that, and we actually got because we were trying to come up with something, you know, quick, and we're like, well, we don't want to rush anything and make it shit because no one wants to watch a shit video. And for the minimal amount of shit that we did, he actually did a really good job, and um, I was happy with it. Just an honest kind of like live video in the studio um and uh we actually that same day i actually filmed the q a in the morning and then we filmed the that music video that night and i was like man i got a lot of respect for these actors because i'm exhausted yeah <laughs> uh but the q a i was like man let's just do something funny because usually on the road, I'm doing stupid little Instagram videos and shit. But and I was like, let's come up with something funny. So I came up with these questions, you know, and um, a lot of it's <laughs> a lot of it's improv. And, and, and some of it, I had previous ideas of what was going to happen, but it always kind of changed. And then I came up with random ass, like no one, no one uh, Twittered me asking me questions about the album i just totally made that shit up i don't know if you got that but i kind of figured those were all like your hotmail addresses at one time you know yeah exactly <laughs> or they're old friends like my my buddy my buddy dirt we call him dirt beef fro you know and then well, i got a buddy named freaky phil <laughs> and there's this guy i used to know called we called him uh Botafuco because he's this giant my guy from Miami, but he cut, he could spin kick a can off your head. So I was just like, bought a Fuka spin kick. <clears throat> so it was all, all fun. And, and, and like that Q and a, I edited honky rock and roll honky tonk life. I did. I just enjoy, um, kind of creating, <clears throat> creating stuff just in general. Um, so yeah, yeah. you know, but, that's the, I don't know if it's been, maybe it's just a coincidence because it has been the quarantine thing, but, um, you know, like Ottoman Turks, like they've had a couple of really good music videos too. And it's all because of just kind of having downtime and deciding like, well, we need to do something fun for this record. And they've got some videos that are a creative that also like where they were, they were able to like utilize and be smart with, like their budget and everything. And I feel like there's a lot of, you guys probably did a lot of the same kind of things with, with these music videos that are, you know, just utilizing like what, what, what you have, your, your resources that have been able to. Yeah, absolutely. Also absolutely. have fun and stuff. So I know I've, I've really dug them. Thanks man. I really appreciate that. Um, no one, I would just like, you know, like I said, you just kind of put shit out and you're like, all right, well, Let's see how this goes. You know, I, I don't get nervous anymore, and I, I really quit caring. But I care about the work that goes into making it. But, you know, you just throw caution to the wind, and you're like, fuck it. You know, who cares? Let's just see what people think about it. And it's better to be unapologetically, you know, or unapologetic in a way, and just go for it. But the downtime we did have... Um, was nice and I should have done more really um, should have done more videos but you know now they got you know featured in Rolling Stone with Rick you know with Rob and uh, all that stuff so I think they're a little more motivated to work with me you know 
for for more for more videos that that's all it could help but in reality it's like well it's yeah that won't happen again until or maybe happen again until the next album but but to have a good little video crew in your corner is is uh especially nowadays is is clutch yeah i i I can very much see that being the case you know just having uh, even that little bit of that Rolling Stone notoriety, I mean, it goes a long way with uh, everyone. Boost the 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 uh, the street cred with everyone, you know. So I, I yeah, think. it's the quality of them, quality of the videos for sure. This episode is brought to you by Wild Gallery, based in Austin, Texas. Wild Gallery is Austin's only art gallery featuring Native American art. Head on over to wyld.gallery to see their vast array of traditional and contemporary art by Native American artists. Currently, they are a virtual gallery. You can still make appointments on their website if you're wanting to purchase a specific painting in person. But of course, the beauty of them being virtual is that you're able to see and buy from your home without trekking all the way to Austin. While Newsline definitely focuses on music, I always love speaking with songwriters about those other mediums that they explore. Often, that's through painting and drawing, the visual arts. And since I'm a West Texas native, I've long been drawn to the history, the stories, traditions, and heritage of Native Americans, especially those that were out here in the Western frontier. And that is what's so great about Wild Gallery. All of the artists featured are Native American, and they are telling stories about Native Americans. If you scroll through their collection, you'll see a wide range of styles as well. There's definitely some American West and some bold pop art. There's more of that traditional fine art like oil on canvas, as well as those that are influenced by Native American traditions. My parents, they always had paintings hanging around the house or their offices that were inspired by West Texas and Native Americans. And now I do as well, especially here in my office, which I'll let you guess where the latest print is from. As a journalist, I do feel like the most intimidating part is staring at a blank white page. And of course, you don't have to be a journalist to be staring at a white blank page. I know a lot of y'all do that. What I'm saying though is don't let your walls suffer from that same white blandness. Go visit Wild Gallery. I guarantee you, you will find something that moves you and that you'll want hanging in your home. Again, that's wild with a Y. Go visit wyld.gallery. Links will be in the show notes as well. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Yeah, you, you mentioned Whiskey Myers a minute ago. I know you've done a bunch of opening for them over the years. Um, I guess like you were on, you were one of those artists on that. Um, festival that they're starting up aren't right yeah yeah yeah, we're doing that on october 2nd okay yeah i didn't i didn't know if that had been like re uh like announced again or didn't they had to like cancel it right or like postpone it right i'm not making this up in my head right no no yeah yeah it was it was last year yeah last year um a lot of stuff a lot of stuff we were doing um last year is this year so and it seems to be sticking so october 2nd we play saturday um and it, it's with a lot of bands that i i like too 
So I think that's what they were trying to do. And, and congrats on them for, uh, for making it happen, even though, even despite, you know, all the bullshit last year, cause they almost did it too. And they're like, man, you know, this just wasn't worth it. It's like, well, we don't want people to come, you know, we don't want people to be scared to, you know, it just seems pointless, but they held out for a while. And then it's like, yeah, not worth it. So that was probably a good call to get a lot more folks in this year. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, like there was obviously so many of these festivals that were canceled, postponed, all that kind of stuff. And it's, you know, these long tour dates. I mean, you, you understand why, um, why, like why you would, it's like such a hard decision, you know, on both sides. For sure. Like, you know, a lot of the people don't understand, like there's so many people behind a band that's more than just like the, the five or six members of whatever the yeah. band or for whatever the case is. Um, yeah. Whiskey Myers, man. I, it's crazy in my opinion, how they always kind of just get lumped into the Texas country thing. And they're probably like the, like the best rock and roll band right now. Like at least going for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just being from Texas and that's kind of, you know, hell, I was scared to play Texas the first time being a guy from Georgia, I was like, they're not going to like us because we ain't from Texas, you know? So for a big Texas band or for a Texas band wanting to expand and travel the world and, and get, you know, worldwide recognition, um, I would imagine there would be some, uh, recoil from that, from your, uh, fellow Texans. But, you know, let's be real fuck them <laughs> <laughs> no i hear you man i'm, I'm right like with you. you know but i love you know we were playing texas um in a few weeks and i'm stoked but uh, but my point my point is not i'm not retracting my statement but i'm saying if you know your your fans or the place where you're from shouldn't want you to be limited to just one spot i don't know if that was the case or not but if if that was the case or and that's the case anywhere you know you would want someone that you're a, that you're a fan of to grow and be as big and best as they can you know yeah no i, I think there's it's that it's the i think if you love like, them set them free texas exactly yeah, it's that. I think it's the. Sometimes I think like Texans have like a limited vocabulary on describing music, even though like right. rock and roll is like <laughs> one of these core uh, labels. I mean, like you know, it's like a, the groundwork, the, the basis of one of the, the founding yeah. genre labels, whatever you want to say. But yeah, it, I, I think there is something to like the the attachment of any band of like. You know, I, I want them for for me, and I would rather them. Uh, I was there like the their first fan. show. Yeah, that whole thing. And <laughs> right. It's like, man, okay, just you can let them uh, <laughs> let them be, as you said. Uh, if you love something, you know, you gotta let them be free. So, like, yeah, there. The, it's it's also one of those things with them too. Is you know, a band like that, they've been. I don't know, like two of like probably a lot of people's favorite records they did with uh, Dave Cobb in Nashville. And there's a lot of like non-Texans on that record as far as like the co-writing and whatnot goes. So they're, they're already like out of Texas. 
Are you there? Sorry, I, I muted you with my face on accident. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. That whole um, it was it was probably good. I muted it for what I said. <clears throat> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, that absolutely. You know, and and I think branching out and and um, playing with different, you know, recording with different people and and all that was um, was a good move. You know. Uh, it's kind of weird being in LA and starting there when, you know, and, and, uh, kind of navigating that whole situation. But, um, someday I'd like to record other places, you know, and mostly it's just, well, never mind. I can't say that, but yes, I would like to record other places as well. And just there, but I dig Texas too. Shit. So hopefully if any Texans listen to this, they realized that I'm just talking shit, <laughs> talking out of my ass. Rob will love buy you. everyone a Lone Star, and that, that everyone's going to love. That's, That's right. The, I'll uh, give you a koozie to put it in. Yeah, we're uh, <laughs> making peace treaties already on here. Yeah, that's right. No, like I said, I was nervous, and and this guy, uh, first show we played, I think we we're in um, Fort Worth. No, uh, Dallas, and this guy comes up to me, you know, real, real, super Texas looking dude, and he's got this real crisp cowboy hat, and, you know, starch shirt and belt buckle and jeans, looking real fresh. And kind of a little gut, and he comes over, and he's tall. He's like, "There's only two people that, there's only two bands that I, that I like that aren't from Texas." And I was like, "Oh yeah." I was like, "Oh boy, here we come." You know, this is what I was worried about. He's like, "And they're both from Georgia. One's you, and one is such and such." And I was like, "Oh okay, hell yeah. All right, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll be all right." And then he could just he just kind of stood there in front of me. He walked up to me. I was talking to somebody, and he stood there. Was like, okay, like gave me that, like, all right, you can leave now. I'm like, <laughs> what, the <laughs> fuck is, what the fuck's going on? I was like, all right, all right, all right have a good night. <laughs> it was a weird interaction, but it was good. He was like the gatekeeper of Texas, is what it seemed like. <laughs> you have the key to the state now. Yeah, that's right. You can play music in my state. You're welcome. Goodbye. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I love how he just kind of was like, you know, okay, move on now. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, all right, go and get now. Go and get. I'm not yeah. going to give you a hug. Okay, so one of my favorite songs on this record is that Southern Breeze song. I really oh, love nice. just like the, I don't know, I, one of my things that I really love about songwriting in general is is like the the idioms that people use or like the phrases vernacular in general. And that one right there mm -hmm. has a bunch of really cool little, you know, pockets of, of wordplay and stuff. Um, yeah. Take, yeah. Take me back to like writing that song. Um, you know, I don't even really remember. Um, you know, what I was thinking of is, I had thought of a friend and I had heard that he wasn't doing, I'm from Cherokee County, Georgia. It's not, you know, it's not a big town, not a small town. It's just kind of a town. 
um, in, in Canton, Georgia. And I, and I heard, and I was like, what about such and such, you know, what about, you know, how they doing? Um, well, they're not good. They're in the, you know, they're, or, or I know of them and they have five kids and I'm, and I'm barely holding down a girlfriend. Do you know what I mean? So it's like that, that Southern way of people growing up in a smaller town and, you know, settling down right away and, and getting a job and doing the whole, the whole thing, you know, um, and, and what I, you know, what I did and what some people do is, is go out and, and see shit and do shit and have, have bigger dreams or, or, or desires or want to do something. So basically it's just a conversation with an old friend, um, you know, we both did separate things. I'm sure you wonder what, what this life is like, but to be honest with you, what brings us back together is the area that we're from, no matter what. Um, so that's basically just a conversation and that, and that's kind of how I wrote it was hearing about friend and, and that's just the case for a lot of people that I went to school with, you know, they all just kind of settled down, never really left. So that's the idea behind that one yeah no i get that sentiment right there of a lot of people i think like a lot of i I don't know probably a lot of people in general you know they they may go off to school for a minute and maybe school's like okay with them maybe sometimes like i know like one of my dad's uh guys he went to school with they went to a school in san angelo called angelo state he walked into the classroom first day, sat down for five minutes, got up, uh, went and packed all of his stuff and went back home to work for his dad. And it was that's just like, it, huh? You know, it was like, no. <laughs> he left before like the, the professor even got in the room. That kind of thing. Damn. So Damn. You know, that's sometimes that's how people you know, there's some comfort in there. I, I mean I Absolutely. I Absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah, totally. That's that's freaked him out, huh? Like, well, man, big world, you know, and it's, it's okay if you breastfeed until you're 15, you know, that's what some people do. It's not a big deal. You know, it's, there's a comfort in that. So you can go home. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I got to watch what I say. I need a manager just to tell me to shut the fuck up sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Do you just like having a mic in front of you the whole time and the guy just kind of muting you every once in a while? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Censorship. Beep. <laughs> like, wait what did he say no that's he just beeps sometimes it's not a big deal <laughs> yeah no I mean it's I don't know like when did you I know like you you know you traveled a, 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 moved around a bunch as a kid but like you know was it always one of those things that you wanted to to get out like that was just kind of like there was never kind of uh, staying home I'm sorry say that one, one more time Oh, I was saying like, I know that you moved around a bunch as a kid, but like, was there always that sense of like getting away from whatever that place of home was that you, you just, you always knew that you wanted to Well, um, yeah, I mean, so my father was in the army and, uh, at the time and we, so I lived in Georgia, you know, until I was four and then he went to college and got his engineering degree in Utah. So we were there for four years and got back in the military, 
And so we lived in California for a little while. So I didn't move back to Georgia until um, I was in ninth, uh, ninth grade, I think. Um, so I saw a little bit everywhere. And, and, you know, it's funny, I've maintained these friends that I had in Southern California um, for, for a long time. I mean, still friends with them today. I see them when I'm there. So I think that rambling aspect and, and I, I don't like the term military brat because I don't, uh, you know, I don't really understand that, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was instilled in me at a young age just to move around, you know, but then finally when they decided to go back to Georgia, you know, that I was like, yeah, this feels more like home or, or the South in general. But, uh, yeah, last year was tough, man. Um, it was one of those things, you know, moving around so much. And my apartment is like the size of a shoebox. I was like, I ain't, I'm not staying here. You know, I don't care. They tell me to lock down. So I packed up and I went to a ranch on, uh, in Texas friend's ranch just for like a few weeks and then or a couple i don't know how long it was but my goal was to go back to the mountains in tennessee where i was a raft guide because no one no one's there you know so i kind of hit out up there and i lived in my van for a while last year and and uh whitewater was a whitewater raft guide again which was something i did from 18 to 23 i did for like five summers um and uh just spent time on the river in the mountains that that uh that i had left when i moved out west so i wasn't not saying that i wasn't careful but there's just less people it didn't really seem to exist if that makes sense right and you gotta watch what you say you know and that brings me back to the festival of last year you know when i'm not a public figure but you know they are Right. So you can get a lot of criticism from different sides if for some of your actions, you know, so you got to kind of have to watch what you say because you will be judged. They're very, it was very two sided, some in the middle. So, you know, I just wanted to kind of disappear and it was bitter. It's like, you know, we worked, I worked my ass off and we were rolling, you know, like a freight train. And then someone just called me and said, it's all over. And I was like, well, fuck you. Fuck this. I didn't play guitar for, you know, a little while. I mean, I played, but I wasn't inspired whatsoever, which is kind of sad. So that was a long answer to your question. Want to break one more time to talk about our pals over at Desert Door and offer a handful of my favorite go-to's? By no means am I an experienced mixologist or bartender or anything like that, but these have been super easy to make and great ways to unwind in the evening. Let's start off by upping your ranch water game a little bit by subbing Desert Door in. I'm a simple man. I just kind of take a Topo Chico, take a couple of drinks out, add some Desert Door and top it off with a few lime wedges. I'm actually pretty big on the Palomas now too. What I'll do is take some Desert Door, some grapefruit juice, a dash of agave nectar and some fresh lime juice. And I'm kind of big on lime, so I'll throw in another wedge or two when I pour it over some ice. 
And actually, I'll do the exact same thing, but I'll substitute some pineapple for the grapefruit for a change up. Anyway, Desert Door, it's as versatile as vodka and more refined, smooth, and complex than tequila. It's rich in balance, so whatever your go-to is, it'll do the trick. For more info on Desert Door, check the show notes. All right, back to the episode. I think a lot of artists were like obviously out of place. They're like you're just trying to, everyone kind of just tells you to be put on pause. Hey, pause everything that you're doing as far as, you know, releasing a record or touring or just trying to make a lot a living. Right. Um, right. I, I think there's like this other thing too, where, you know, the, the idea, the premise of like you having like some free time to write songs in like that, that it sounds like a good idea. Like you'd probably take that offer if you just had that offer, but it, it's not like, like on paper, that sounds really great in practice. Right. Like it, it's very much like, you know, all of a sudden there's all this weight and pressure on every day as far as like even trying to do something. And like, if you don't have anything to write about, you know, it just gets more and more tough and, um, absolutely trying to figure out how to break out of that no absolutely yeah i mean i think you know there used to be a sense of pride that i had i was like you know i'm gonna be a full-time musician and i'm not gonna have a side job and i'm not gonna oh this is just what i'm gonna do and you know after we were just kind of moving so fast for like a small smaller operation um you know, and last year it kind of took a step back. You know, I saw family. I did things that I wouldn't have been able to do. I saw old friends and uh, things that I once valued and enjoyed doing. But uh, it, it was, you know, now I'm like, yeah, I can weld and I can, you know, that's that's what made and that's what I write about and that's, something that you know is is important to me but you know and i was i think a lot of people don't share their other side and because a lot of people at my level you know do have jobs and a lot of them a lot of them may not you know and they dedicate their all their time to it you know i think it's a good to have a balance of stuff you know until you can make a really good living doing it um which we which we were making a decent living but I think uh, being well-rounded is is important, you know, and yeah, I'll, I'll take a few jobs once, you know, this year's kind of slow rolling again. Um, Cause I think it was so much uncertainty still even into the spring. So, you know, we weren't like booking the summer in January, you know, cause nobody knew it was still full, full. So, you know, I like welding. I like, that shit you know i like you know getting my hands dirty and i think there's nothing wrong with having a balance between between all that and um so you know i am going to keep this job and and luckily i'm in a position where i can work a job or two a year and and i'm stoked on that you know i like doing different things um so yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think there's so I 
my my um, comparison here is like going to be with, with athletes who become pro and like their entire lives have been dedicated to becoming whatever professional what profession that is like if you're a football player you're a football player since you're a kid right and then all of a sudden like you Absolutely. have to retire at like an early age in comparison to the rest of the world and right. the transition from like pro ball player to <clears throat> ex pro ball player at like let's just say 33 that can be really really hard because like your entire yeah. life has been dedicated to this one thing yeah, and if you sure. compare if you if we're going back to the the artistry thing if like you consider yourself as a musician and that's all and then that's taken away that's stripped away like you know there's a lot of you know mind games that can as far as like how you oh, for value sure. yourself and like how other people value your worth in general, all that kind of stuff. So absolutely. That was a struggle, you know, because a lot of people knew me as that, you know, and we're all, we're all a lot more than just one thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, em- embracing that and, 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 you know, it, it's, 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 I don't think it's good to be defined as one thing, you know? Right. Um, because then you're only you're only worth to the world is that one thing, which music is a really important thing. But you know, I want to be be the best human I can be. You know, diversify um, the portfolio. Absolutely, that's it. And you know, it's and I admire like I got buddies that are really you know successful and coming up and but hobbies are important too and and doing other things but uh you'll lose your mind if you if that's all you think about yeah and, for sure it'll come to you if if you just you know have other things going on i yeah. like to pull inspiration from a whole whole bunch of stuff so. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. It's uh, that's you know, I'll, I'll get you out on this one last point here, and it's that whole quarantine record thing too. Is like you know, you said no one wants to hear that record as far as the quarantine blues, essentially. Right, right. right. I, I, I can't wait you. to. I, I want to hear like everyone's like record that is at from this time, but not about this time. If that makes sense, and I, I think like those records are going to be the the records that we kind of go back to not exactly. the record about, Oh, you know, being stuck inside for 12 months was not fun. Yeah. I don't want to hear that shit. No offense to anybody, but yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, and I, I kind of wrote a song recently that is talks about it a little bit, but not, you know, and some people did it really well, you know, but if I hear the word quarantine in a song, um, and I'm not, I'm not into it. Yeah. <laughs> which, which there's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, that's just the way they felt in that time. And that's what music's all about. You know, that's, but I, I, I try to, I tried to avoid that. So I, I wrote a song and it's, it's, it kind of mentions it, but really what it's about is, you know, prevailing over a dark time and and whatever you know 
you know, depression is real. And, and, you know, I kind of experienced that, or just like you said, uh, wondering what, what your worth is and, and what, what you have to contribute. And I know, you know, tons and tons of people experience that. And some people it didn't really change their lives. They're just like, well, I, I got to work from home, which was cool. I didn't even have to go in the office. I could do my job in my sweatpants, which is awesome, you know. But for musicians and, you know, athletes for a brief time and, and the film industry, we were all really, you know, and service industry, we were all really affected by it and kind of just wondered what the hell we're going to do. So, uh, you know, the song is just kind of about pushing through and and you know adapt and react you know yeah keep it's it's a survival instinct you know still make shit happen we all have there's hurdles everywhere so this was a and this was just one that was a was one hurdle in in your life so yeah it's been uh it's been one of those hurdles that I, I, f- I feel like, I, I don't know, I usually I'm like a pessimist about shit, but I've actually been kind of optimistic about things lately. And I feel like this is just going to, I feel like we're going to come out of this a little bit more appreciative in a lot of ways, maybe a little Absolutely. bit more aware of not just our, our own well-being, but maybe our friends' well-being too. And um, I, I think like that's, I hope so at least. I hope that like we're all kind of a little bit more aware of, uh, everyone in our lives and how they're, how they're doing, how you're doing all that kind of stuff. Right. Communication Mm -hmm. is, uh, communication is a lot stronger. It seems these days, you know, so gotta be grateful for that. Yeah, for sure. So, and, and about other things that you value and, and now, you know, everything's coming back. So I hope that that, that sticks for a little while. Yeah, I do as well, man. So, um, yeah, it's been really great talking with you this afternoon. Yeah, you too, brother. I mean, I appreciate the call. I'm glad you're feeling better. All right, that is it for this one. Be sure to check out Blood, Sweat, and Beers by Rob Linus if you haven't already. Go check out our presenting partners over at Desert Door the blue light live and wild gallery stop on over at the merch store if you haven't already as well and yeah i'll see y'all later this week for another episode